Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On The Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On The Mark, Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings. Welcome on board. WKOK's live telephone talk show on the mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. Across from me, a man who has been opposed to all of my good ideas since 1990 or something or something. I don't know. Let's see. When did I uh, first encounter you? I guess I started here in, uh, let's see, 93, 94, something in that, that range. That sounds reasonable. And yes. you, were, you were my nemesis from that moment on. Well, I'm happy to fulfill that role in uh, your uh, life. Although I will say this. <laughs> it was the strangest thing. You always had an open door policy. So if you wanted to be put down to size, you could go up there any time you wanted to. <laughs> and he would put you in your place. Gee, thanks. So, all right. What a splendid endorsement. <laughs> <laughs> well, better to have an open door. Well, one thing I've always enjoyed here is just fabulous leadership. Uh, forward-thinking, smart people that really know what they're doing. And uh, as uh, Roger Haddon Sr. once explained, uh, making a profit was just an excuse. Or the main goal was to super serve the Valley. So it's it's been a wonderful place to work. All right. On the mark, sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Please check them out at sunburymotors.com. Our toll-free line is open. Call us now. 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemarket.wkok.com and text us at 70236. We invite you to do what I just did a few hours ago. That's go to sunburymotors.com. Look at their entire, I looked at all 600 Ford, Lincoln, Kia, and Hyundai vehicles that are available for sale right now, and all 300 pre-owned vehicles that are in perfect condition. And I did select the perfect vehicle, and I did purchase an online Right from my home, and this is an opportunity uh, for you to save a lot of money. And oh, yeah, what'd you get? I'll tell you later. Okay. <laughs> I haven't told my lovely bride yet. I'm going to let her. That was quite a shock to her. I'm going <laughs> to let her eat breakfast first, and then when she hears a rap on the door at 10:30, we'll, we'll, when we'll they take, deliver the vehicle, we'll take it from there. All right. On the Mark is brought to you by the Sunbury Motor Company, and you can do as I've done, and that's go to sunburymotors.com and do your online shopping, or uh, you can go to their location on North Fourth Street and Sunbury, or you can go to Routes 11 and 15 Kia dealership. They're all being operated in a safe and sanitary manner, so. Uh, it's hard to believe it. You can buy a vehicle and there's a 0% risk to, well, I guess not zero. Maybe that's not possible. Uh, but they got it as close to 0% risk to you as possible. Plus, you will have the same friendly people you would expect. Jason Benfer over at the Lincoln dealerships trying to get uh, Joe and his navigator. Uh, they have one there with a hybrid engine, but Joe says, nope, doesn't suck enough fuel. So he's not interested. Jeff Clock's got my Ford F-150 being delivered today. Uh, Ernie and Austin are over at the Kia dealership uh, just to 
ready to put my lovely bride in a Kia Telluride. And uh, Kyle Alexander, my good friend, is uh, there to make sure that any vehicle you need is ready to go. Sunbury Motor Company, do what I did. Uh, that's start out at sunburymotors.com. You realize they were closed and there was a police report of a prowler at the location. I know. Didn't I felt <laughs> terrible. But uh, as the police responded, I just stayed over in the YMCA parking lot for 20 minutes until they left. And then I went back and started well, looking around. I think around. Chief Harris got your number. <laughs> I think, yeah, he's on to me. So, All right. Well, welcome aboard. Uh, we have uh, one race ch- projected to be over, the Kelly Loeffler race. So that takes care of her. But uh, the other race, Mr. Purdue uh, versus... John Ossoff is uh, still pending there, so we're going to have to wait to see what that is. No matter who wins, um, it means the control of the Senate is, or I guess not matter who wins, but determining the winner. Uh, Would you like the Senate to be all democratically controlled? Well, you know, the the people of Georgia will speak, and what what they decide will be what's decided. They knew the ramifications of their vote, and if they decided they preferred to have the entire country run by the Democrats, then that's their that's the way we go. Well, unlike don't. the unlike four years ago, I'm not going to lead a resistance. I mean, if the American people selected Joe Biden and they selected, um, you know, a Democratic uh, Congress and a Democratic Senate, then that's the way it'll go. I saw a funny minivan yesterday with uh, it had those out, those little caricatures or outlines of people, the little like line drawings. You show the, the child and and then a slightly older child and two parents and a dog. You know these little right. designs, and then in the middle of the vehicle was a F. Biden sticker. <laughs> I thought, oh, that's a nice family message there. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I, look at the, I look at it very philosophically. I mean, the American people have, this pendulum has swung many times, back and forth, back and forth. I think the Donald Trump's, Trump's election was the result of eight years of uh, Obama's policies, which the American people, in retrospect at the time, didn't feel served their needs. So they voted for a completely radical change. Then they looked at it and said, uh-oh, this is more than we bargained for. You know, this guy's, using your words, unhinged or he's, you know, too too confrontational. This isn't the way I want our country to be. And so now they have gone the other direction. They've swung the other direction. Now, Joe Biden winds up caving into the extreme, far-left, radical part of the party. I suspect it'll swing again. Well, these are going to be the only down-ballot races that go Democrat. If they, if they both go Democrat, there's, you know, it's a 50-50 toss-up as to what's going to happen But now. bear in mind that the, during the regular election in November, the Republicans far outpolled the Democrats in those senatorial races. Now there were more than there were more than uh, two candidates in the race. Now the runoff was just two candidates. You would have thought, considering that the uh, um, one candidate, the uh, what do you call him? Uh, oh, the people we voted for the last time, libertarians. S- oh, okay. The libertarian had a hundred thousand votes. Now, you would think that they would more than likely go to the Republican, but apparently the Republicans didn't turn out to vote. And I lay that right at Donald Trump's doorstep. He, you know, he's told them their election didn't count. It was fake. It was a crook. Their governor's a crook. Their secretary of state's a crook. Well, you know, those kind of words have... Uh, have uh, well, what, and I think... Uh, a del- a deleterious effect on people. Definitely a mixed message. I mean, in one sent literally in one sentence saying this is a fraud, fake, bogus... But uh, go out and vote, folks. But, yeah, don't forget <laughs> to cast your ballot early and often, if you can, as a Republican. 
And it's rather sad because I I think that this was all Donald Trump's doing. If he had gone down there on Tuesday night and spoke about the quality of the candidates. Now, there is some thought that both um, Loeffler and Purdue were not the strongest candidates. But really, given Warnock's, I'm surprised about that one. I thought maybe Ossoff could knock off uh, Purdue. But I thought Kelly Loeffler would uh, would defeat Warnock simply because of the allegations of spousal abuse and the fact that he's, you know, supported sermons that are anti-American and in flavor, if not in fact, um, you know, that he's, he's just been a controversial leader. But he is also the leader of the Ebenezer Baptist Church where Martin Luther King preached, and so well, that gives anti, him credibility. He's not anti-American. He's anti our worst ills. Anti-police, anti-military. He's anti-bad police. So you have to qualify this. You can't say he's all anti-police and not all American. He's anti-war. He's a peach, peace-loving preacher that really... I you were going to say a peach-loving preacher, well, but he, he is in Georgia. Too, in Georgia, right. So <laughs> Uh, I, I just think uh, I think he's a fabulous candidate across the board, and his sermons are pointed and political, and but they really call out our worst, worst ills that inhabit a few of us, not not the whole country. Well, he's probably as controversial in his own way as Dr. King was in his time. So, you know, maybe he'll wind up being a great senator. He said the right words this morning. He said he wanted to be the senator for all of Georgia, just like Joe Biden. We're going to work for the people who didn't vote hey, for us. Maybe we could get a preacher from Georgia who could become president. Well, we already oh, had we one. Tried that. Jimmy that, that, Carter. That didn't work out. <laughs> All right. 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. Let's you just see. said that. Is there an echo in here? Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, my lovely What's bride telephone says number? Jimmy Carter happened to preach sometimes, but he was a farmer. Well, he was a peanut farmer. All right. All right. 1-800-795-9565 is the echo you're hearing. Eric, thank you so much for calling in. You're on the mark. Good morning, gentlemen. Thank you for taking my call. Joe, do you do the show standing up or sitting down? Sitting down. <laughs> Unless okay, somebody God, mentions. God bless you because I want you to sit down. Uh, Joe, I agree with you. I'll oh. repeat that. There's an echo in here. That's amazing. Right. Joe, I agree with you. <laughs> what? <laughs> what the president, uh, soon to be former president, did on the eve of the election was uh, throw the election for the, for the Republicans. Uh, he did it pointedly. He did it as one of his last stands, uh, uh, Trump, uh, oh, what do I call it, uh, childish maneuvers, the tantrum, the Trump tantrum, that, there's my words, one of his last Trump tantrums that the Republicans did not uh, bow cow to his ranting and raving, that the Republicans, for the most part, are following the Constitution, and we will have a duly elected President of the United States who isn't him. And so he threw a tantrum, and although he came out for Senator Leckler, he spoke more than half the time about how the election didn't go his way. And was it, was it happenstance, do you think, that he actually called the Secretary of State of Georgia on the eve of the election to press him to do something illegal? Why wasn't that done, you know, a week ago, two weeks ago? Well, that's a good question. That's a good question. Okay, so so we, we, we care about national politics. I do. I hope all my fellow uh, people here in Central PA of, of whatever political ill care about the national. But I also care about local. I care about the local or local representation. So don't, aren't you uh, puzzled by the fact that both of our state senators, including Pat Toomey, who is a Died in the wool Republican. Oh, come on! As now. well as well as Bob Casey are are saying what the president's doing is is 
nonsense and that not certifying him is also nonsense, while our local representatives are still standing by the president and are going to today, apparently, refuse to certify the election. Well, Fred Keller put out a statement that explains in detail why it is that he's voting uh, to do what he did. And, it, you know, if you read it, it makes some common sense. You know, and he's if not you, looking if you over. Believe t- the premise that the the election was stolen, but all of the court cases, and you can say all you want about oh, they won't allow this and they won't allow that, but you truly believe that fifty different courts in this United States, uh, state and federal, including the Supreme Court, which is made up by a majority of uh, justices who were nominated by by this president and a, a larger number by other Republican presidents, that they would purposely uh, not not consider the situation and uh, allow this election to go through if they, there really was any evidence against it. Well, most of what they threw out were procedural issues. And okay, they, and there you go again. So it's procedural. <laughs> Where's the evidence? Again, I'll go back well, they to never what got a chance. They, ne- court. they never Lawyers got a chance. Court. They never got a chance to present their evidence because they were thrown out of court on procedural issues. Okay, as well they should so, have been. As well they should uh, have been. The, the procedure's wrong, so the president just had inept lawyers. The, the, the facts are remaining. Well, that, that, I, I believe that's true. I yeah, believe no his lawyers there. were really did a terrible job. So you still believe that this 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 election is being stolen? No, I don't and believe that. The, I don't believe okay, that. Thank but, you. But they have ah. the right they have the right to try and prove it if they feel it was. I don't think it was, but they have they do. And I don't doubt their sincerity in feeling that it was stolen and I don't doubt the Democrats sincerity in feeling it wasn't. That's what courts are for to sort it all out. And Eric just as a point of order, the uh, Congressman Keller isn't talking about fraud or anomalies or uh, any criminal activity or any ballot changes or anything like that. His argument has to do with sending a message because of the way the governor and the secretary of state changed the election rules, in his view, illegally and unconstitutionally prior to the election or you know, while the election was underway, mail-in ballots were already coming in. That's his beef. He's not saying that the election was stolen through fraud or anything. He's saying that it was uh, ruined because of last-minute illegal rule changes by the governor and the secretary of state in Pennsylvania. That's why he's going to vote or cast his objection today. All right, we'll give you the so, last so word. The Go point right is ahead. then that um, <laughs> the, the people uh, the, who are Democrats shouldn't have been allowed to vote, Mr. Keller. Uh, we, we didn't want them to vote. You know, if you can't get to the polls, and then your vote doesn't count. And, uh, you know, so we should just throw out those. Because some people, like my mother, who I said yesterday, who did vote Republican, I can guarantee you, uh, could not get to the polls. So all their votes should not count, Mr. Keller. Is that what you're saying, No, Mr. that's Keller? not at all what he's saying. He's saying... Well, then what is he saying? He is saying that the system that as it was set up didn't follow the rules and procedures set forth by the legislature. That's not a hard concept to understand. They enacted laws which weren't followed by the governor, which weren't followed by the secretary of state, and which the court ignored. Again, it would be in, the, an uh, emergency situation. It doesn't uh, matter. The law doesn't. It, well, no, it doesn't matter. Situation where people can't even go no. out. My parents haven't been out of their house to to buy groceries, and she and my mom didn't go out to vote. There should and have been. I believe her vote should count, even though it was going to a Republican vote. There should and have how been. How do we know, Mr. Keller? <laughs> there right. should have been uh, a, a legi- piece of legislation introduced in the House and the Senate, and then you know considered and voted on that would have made these changes permissible. But it wasn't done that way. Well, 
and I, I don't think Fred Keller is saying there's anything wrong with uh, in his objections today uh, with mail-in balloting in general. Now, he may object to it, but he's saying that when the governor decided and the secretary decided that after 8 p.m. for three days, you could still mail in your ballot if you so chose, that signatures and dates didn't matter on the outside envelopes of those, that those were illegal changes that they did. Eric, we got to move on to get another call, but thank you so much. I really do appreciate that uh, you uh, checking in. We appreciate that. All right, Mike, last caller before a quickie break. Go right ahead. You're on the mark. Yeah, I uh, amazing myself for two days in a row calling in to agree with Joe again what? today. <laughs> oh, gosh. Have you okay. checked I'm, your I'm temperature? I'm having palpitations, but I'll soldier through it, okay? <laughs> I can hardly wait to I, hear the rest of I, your call. I, I, I also want to uh, acknowledge uh, uh, Mr. Trump's uh, uh, effect on the election and and able uh, bringing about the the uh, newest version of the Whig Party. And <laughs> uh, maybe he'll continue on his path forward and and come up with a a third party that will continue to uh, divide the Republicans in half and make it even better for the Democrats and progressives to to win a few more elections. M- Ms. Loeffler decided to back Trump's. Uh, over trying to overturn the election and then proceeded to lose her her election so uh, that, i thought that was pretty interesting so i'm uh agreeing with joe that trump had an effect on it i'm thanking president trump for his uh <laughs> his behavior that caused all these things to occur this yep. morning yeah well, thank you very much i think it's laid right at his doorstep. On, mr trump <laughs> i think it's laid right at his doorstep i'm sorry but it is you know, I agree. If, if he had gone down there and been gracious and, you know, saying, listen, I disagree with the governor, but, you know, he's an honest man, a good guy, and I, you know, we, we just agreed to disagree and vote for my good Republican candidates here, uh-huh. I think the results would have been different. Yeah, Mr. Trump, in all his wisdom, goes to, goes to Georgia to campaign for two Republican candidates, and all he can think to do is cry and boo-hoo about how he was cheated and lost the election. It, it wasn't about his election. It was about the, the two people trying to run in, in Georgia. That was a, just another uh, wonderful miscalculation on his part that I really appreciated his behavior. <laughs> so i got to change my uh, opinion about President Trump. He's really been helpful in uh, bringing down the, the Republican Party in so many ways. Uh, I hope he's happy with his uh, performance. And now today he's putting pressure on Mike Pence to vote the way he wants him to vote, even though it's pretty clear that Pence doesn't have the constitutional authority to do what the president wants. That's correct. Right. It's called ministerial. That's what his duty is. All he's doing is counting and announcing. He doesn't have any – he doesn't even have a vote, let alone the power to change the election. We're this business about pressuring Pence to – to break the law, is I, I don't think that's going to fly too good either. I doubt it. No, I think Mike Pence is an honorable guy, and I think he'll do just what the law allows him to do, and that'll be it. <coughs> and if he doesn't, I'll be surprised. Every, yeah, I agree. Every single person I know has more honor and integrity than Trump's been displaying lately. So It's not too hard to be a, a, a better person than Trump, obviously, <laughs> but I, wanna, I, I just want to keep uh, thanking uh, Mr. Trump for his behavior I, I i you know i would have never thought that he would deliver this stuff like this uh, right out of the blue into the democrats laps it's pretty amazing really yeah <laughs> well elections have consequences okay. now we'll see what the consequences are 
Hey, thanks a lot, Yeah, Mike. this should be interesting, <laughs> huh? I mean, Democrats all the way, top to bottom. Yeah, well, we'll see how well, it plays I out. The Trumpsters around, I bet the Trumpsters around here are... are, are is the suicide rate going to go up, you think? <laughs> hope not. Hope not. All right. Thank you so much, Mike. I don't, think, right, I don't right. think it's that right. bad, thank Mike. Thank you very much. Thanks a lot. Take care. All right. 1-800-795-9565. We'll take a speedy dialer. Calling in 1-800-795-9565. We're doing a post-mortem on the Georgia elections. We will be right back. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Mirth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Lots of words on the screen to read. Uh, uh, it says, thanks, Eric. We needed an update from you. I know you'd give us one. You may get the Kraken today. I don't know. <laughs> the Kraken? You mean the giant sea monster? I believe that's uh, what a Kraken is. I'm assuming is. so. Uh, let's see. Go ahead. We read uh, the Trump-hating callers are smug about Trump's visit to Georgia. Do you not think the $25,000 uh, 25, supporters who turned out did not want to hear some sort of direction from Trump? Keep hating people. It's just such a wonderful version. You. <laughs> Dennis, I don't hate President Trump. I mean, I voted for the guy. I'm having some reservations about that now, given his behavior. But I believe his policies were right for the country. I believe he sparked a huge economic recovery. He cut, he made it possible for the, the level to rise for all people, white, black, Hispanic, making cut, more money. I cut mean, taxes for many people. He did. And, you know, people say, oh, well, he gave it to the rich. Well, a lot of common people, average people like us benefited from that. You know, so he's done some wonderful things. If he could have just kept his mouth shut or told and the done truth. his job. Even yeah. if he was verbose but honest. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't expect honesty from politicians. I mean, they all oh, color okay. it the way they want it to be. And he's no different than any other one, although some of our callers say he's taken lying to a refinement unheard well, of hitherto. No argument about that. <laughs> but because of the fact that you always know he's lying, you, you just never believe him. So it's it's not like, uh, you know, like if John Kasich suddenly told a lie, uh, you wouldn't know what to do. People would be apoplectic. Well, if President Trump tells a lie, he calls it uh, just today. I mean, it's but, just but another look at, day. Look at, the, look at the hypocrisy. I mean, I, I think President Trump is a product of the Buffeting that he's received, I think, largely unfairly over the past four years. Now, I'm not talking about his personal stuff. His personal stuff stinks. But I'm talking about the job he's tried to do, the things he's appointed. You know, the media has just been completely hostile to him. And I saw yesterday morning um, a CNN reporter practiced another gotcha moment with uh, gov the governor of Florida, Rick DeSantis, over the vac over the virus, saying, you know, why, why isn't the vaccine getting out in more people's arms? And yet they ignore New York, where Cuomo has messed it up royally. 
you know, people are dying in New York and while DeSantis is trying to get vaccines to people. Well, Pennsylvania has uh, hundreds of thousands of vials, I think like 150,000 vials undistributed yet. But uh, all I'm talking about is the difference between the way that the, media, have in the media treats the Republicans and the way the media treats the Democrats. And it's very unfair. One of our listeners sends us a note. It says, from the New York Times, Donald Trump had called on Vice President Pence to reject fraudulently chosen electors uh, this yesterday. But during their weekly lunch Tuesday, Pence told President Trump that he didn't think he had the power to block the certification of Biden's win, according to people briefed on the talk. And yet the president has declared that to be a lie, says he did not have that conversation, or Pence okay. did not say that to him. <laughs> so so who do you believe, the man who well, always I don't lies? Believe, I don't believe the New York Times. I mean, it's to me, they're okay. Donald Trump on steroids when it comes to lying. All right, and then another listener. Says, looks like the new uh, faction-based, fraction-fractured Republican Party will not be the bull moose party of 1912, but <laughs> the bull yes. excrement party of 2024. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think the Republican Party is going to recover fast. I think they'll have uh, a great uniting factor, and that's a great Democratic president that they can despise. So well, there's got to be somebody in the Republican help. Party who steps forward to physically eject the past president from the stage one way or the other, make him irrelevant to the process, just as Hillary Clinton has become irrelevant to the process. She still squeaks and squawks. Oh, no, not anymore. She's done. <laughs> She's she quiet. still squeaks and squawks. No, she was just on the other day with some statement, and, of course, the left-wing media fawns all over her. Oh, I hadn't heard it. Funny, and I love the left-wing media and the right-wing. I hadn't heard a word about it. So, yes, we appreciate that. Uh, upper right-hand corner here, it starts It says, here. good morning. How does minority Mitch Mon um, McConnell sound really good to me. Thank you, Georgia, for the full blue wave. Democrats now have total control of Washington. I bet Republicans will say it was rigged and fixed election. What a wonderful world. Signed, Bob. Hey, Bob, one of the races isn't over yet, over yet, and there's still plenty of absentee ballots and military ballots, which would tend to favor Republicans, I think, military ballots. We'll see what happens. Well, in the past, yeah, but uh, military's never had a chance to vote for a guy like Donald Trump. So. Well, they're not voting for Trump. They're voting for the senators in Georgia. Right, his endorsed candidates, but that is a good point, though. Uh, this is the end of the op-ed from... Uh, we're not going to have time for it, actually. Sorry. No, we're running short on time. We Matter of fact, a, there it is. It's <laughs> probably about 600-word op-ed from Congressman Keller. Uh, we'll we read the summary at the end of it that uh, talks about the governor and the secretary of state doing things that he says... Uh, well, they should be held accountable, and one way that the congressman can do this is to file his exception today during the certification of electors. We'd love to hear from you during the 9 a.m. hour. We're going to enjoy open phones with you involved. This is WKOK Sunbury. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark, 
Mark Lawrence, and Joe McGranahan. Greetings. Welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the Mark. We launch into open phones for the full hour. We would love to hear from you. Call us now, 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at on the market WKOK.com, and you can text us, as uh, some folks have done, at uh, 70236. We'd love to hear from you. We did some analysis of the Georgia election and uh, kind of an observation about uh, President Trump and his impact on the national elections and the Georgia elections, so we can have more remarks about there. Maybe there's something about the pandemic that uh, you have on your mind. Uh, Pennsylvania disclosed yesterday that uh, of the hundreds of thousands of vials of vaccine that they received, they've only distributed about 42 percent. The rest they're holding on to for the moment, and we'll distribute them later, so maybe that's uh, a lot of folks want to get the vaccines in people's arms. A lot of people want their jab, so uh, we are hoping uh, that uh, that gets resolved uh, soon. Now we can talk about any other topic that you wish to. 1-800-795-9565. The telephone number on the market, WKOK.com. The email and text us at 70236. We do have some brief news headlines. Two pieces of good news from Northumberland County Commissioners Tuesday. Commissioners announced they are reopening county buildings. They can come in like they were before, still with masks, still with temperature being checked, still with social distancing. But we feel since the governor did what he did, that it's, it was time for us to open things up to the public. Northumberland County Commissioner Sam Shikitano. Uh, they also say they'll save about a half a million dollars by refinancing a $10 million bond issue from 2015, getting a lower interest rate. Their new interest rate, 1.78% fixed. How about that? If you, <laughs> if you needed, even if you don't need money, you'd use that interest rate. While Geisinger's Danville campus is nearing, nearing 200 COVID-19 patients, some of the outbreaks at the federal prisons is subsiding. In their daily update Tuesday, state Department of Health said Geisinger Danville now has 199 COVID-19 patients admitted, among them 38 people in the ICU and 25 of them on ventilators. Geisinger Shimokin has no change, 15 people on board, and Evangelical Community Hospital has one new patient, 52 souls on board there. Allenwood Federal Prison uh, now down to 127 inmates infected. That's a sharp reduction, zero at USP Allenwood. And let's see, Lewisburg Penitentiary now just 57 active inmate cases there on the men. SCI Coat Township now has no cases of COVID-19. case you didn't hear it yesterday, chaos in Harrisburg in the state Senate. The fireworks occurred when majority Republicans refused to see 45th District Democratic Senator Jim Brewster because of a challenge of the election results by his Republican opponent, Nicole Ziccarelli, prompting this outburst from Senator Anthony Williams. To not seat a certified a gentleman who's done that qualified through the court system, recognized the Constitution of Pennsylvania, suggests that you're breaking those rules. Another outburst came from Democratic Lieutenant Governor John Fetterman after he was removed from the rostrum by Republicans. The chair will not see the rostrum. The results of the Senate District 45 been tabled the until chair such will time not see the as the Senate. Williams eventually said that Brewster had decided to allow a Senate review of the election results to proceed without him being sworn in. I'm Mark Sims.
It could be some traffic delays in Northumberland this morning. Uh, Duke and Water Streets from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. They'll be working on the underpass grating that was damaged during the big snowstorm. And uh, while they're working on that, there'll be some delays in Northumberland. So uh, check your Google traffic before you head out. And Sunbury YMCA received a boost from the Sunbury Area Community Foundation, $11,000. You remember that foundation created from the sale of the Sunbury Community Hospital. And those are the news headlines Lots more stories and other ones at WDKOK.com. 1-800-795-9565. Cindy, thanks for waiting a short time. You are now on the mark. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. You know, the dust-up in the Pennsylvania Senate caused me to take a look at who, was, who were the new leaders. This is a new session, and so the members of the House and the Senate have elected new leaders to be in charge. One of the criticisms historically of our legislature was the lack of women in power, although the Republicans have always had at least one woman in the power structure, the top six seats. And I see that the Democrats elected a black woman to be their leader, to replace Frank Dermody. Isn't that amazing? You would think that this would have drawn a great deal of attention, and yet I never once saw it on the news. Now, maybe I just missed the moment when it was recorded. She's, she's only been a legislator for five years, and she's 38 years old, and she is now the minority leader of the Pennsylvania House. I think that's remarkable. When they have three other women in leadership, too. I, I just think it's remarkable that... Uh, not only a woman, but a woman of color has been elected to this position by her peers. This is the other Democrats voted for someone. Now, Frank Dermody, an old white guy, had held that position forever. I mean, for as long as I was paying attention. And, of course, as we discussed some months ago, he lost re-election, which has opened a door to this. And I reflect on the fact the new speaker is a young man, Brian Cutler, right, is the speaker, Joe? And uh, he's yes. a young man. Well, I'm still reeling over your old I'll white man know. description, since that fits both me and Mark. Well, and, uh, <laughs> hey, I'm an old white lady. But uh, <laughs> I think, you know, well, over th we have discussed this repeatedly on the show that white people have this you know, the perception that white people control everything. And obviously that's not true. And we're seeing that in the U.S. Um, Senate races. We're seeing that even in our own Commonwealth, where a black woman has risen to a very high position of power in the Pennsylvania General Assembly. So I, I think some of this conversation needs to change because it's the facts no longer support the argument. Well, Do you think the Georgia race, I'm, I'm curious, the Georgia race, when the woman was the incumbent, they pitted a black man against her and a minister, whereas the other side, the uh, senator was a white man, and so they pitted another white man against him. You think that's deliberate? I have no idea, Joe. I, I will say <laughs> this. Um, based on uh, some of the comments of some of my neighbors on the show who appear to have a religious perspective on the world, um, a strong, strong religious perspective on the world. It concerns me when people who are religious professionals are put in positions of power. Because I, in our country, your religion should not be dictating your laws. We've, we have separated these two things. And I think it becomes an enormous challenge for people who are... Um, 
trained religious leaders to set that aside and be making laws that aren't colored, right, aren't influenced by their uh, religious philosophy. I think it's gotten us in trouble in the past. I have no doubt that the blue laws, you know, that you couldn't shop on Sunday was a reflection of the religious beliefs of some people in the legislature. I mean, there's lots of examples of this. Um, obviously, the argument about abortion is predicated on some people's religious beliefs. So it worries me. It worries me. And this woman is apparently a, uh, also a, a minister. <laughs> but I'm going to have faith in her. I just think it's exciting to see the debunking of this, you know, all the white people hate the black people argument, because she was elected by white representatives in her caucus in the group of Democrats, uh, and that proves for me that that's simply not true. Well, and I think uh, to to echo what you said was a lack of coverage of this. You're seeing the decline in Harrisburg coverage. This is the impact of it. When something momentous does happen down in Harrisburg, you don't hear about it. Now, when there's a big fat fight on tape, then they have the uh, they echo, you know the tape. They can go back and hear it later, you know, and get the audio. But in this particular case, uh, you know, uh, Penn Live has a reporter. They cover the heck out of Harrisburg, so that's fabulous. But AP has no one permanently stationed in Harrisburg anymore. The TV stations, KYW in Philadelphia, the TV station, and KDKA, the TV station, used to have a Harrisburg reporter who was based there. They're gone. So you don't get as oh, much coverage about so any of the... I see. That's why this slips through the cracks, you think. Right. So you still have, uh, let's see, Spotlight PA. Uh, they use WITF, so they're they're still covering Harrisburg a little, but they're exclusively online. And then you have uh, Penn Live, of course, still covering the heck out of the As Some people have said to me, well, why would you even make color an issue here? This is obviously uh, someone who is capable, and they elected her. And isn't that what Dr. King told us we should be concerned about, the content sure, of their character? she's a woman, and she's 38 years old, and she's only been there five years. All four of those factors make her position remarkable. Mm -hmm. Remarkable. She's only been there five years, and she's been elected to be in charge of the Democrats. She's uh, only 38 years old. That's pretty amazing when you consider that for as long as I was watching it, it was, Joe, <laughs> in your club, my club, it was old people. Old people ran it all. And yet I'm watching now this shift. Brian Cutler's a young man. Um, the, uh, the second in command to her is a young black man. So I think it's interesting to see this shift, and obviously a generational shift. Uh, and I wonder what it'll mean for the kinds of uh, laws that are put in place now. I look forward to seeing what what it means. Well, I think I that we old people need to let go of our vice grip, Joe. Never, <laughs> never you'll pry it from my cold, dead hand. <laughs> I think we need to allow young people some say, younger people. These aren't even young people. These are people in 30s, 40s. You know, they need to have to be part of power. Better that you should allow them to participate in power and then mentor them than then you hang on with a vice grip until you croak and now with no <laughs> tutelage they jump in there to that's my opinion. All thank right. you, gentlemen. Well said. All you right, could thank find you so a much. better term for passing from the scene than croak. <laughs> All right. One of our listeners uh, texts me and says, I did read an AP story about Harrisburg. Yes, they still cover Harrisburg by telephone and by video when something's uh, on video or Zoom meetings if it's a committee meeting. But the AP doesn't have a reporter in Harrisburg anymore really? who, who lives, breathes, and dies the capital. 
I'm surprised. I would think that that would state news would be a source of income well, for them. Well, AP's a mere sliver of its former self. Well, as I said, it stands for almost pathetic. Okay. <laughs> All right. On that note, uh, text, Joe, you, you can right. you sift through those? I can. Biden had the largest voter fraud organization ever assembled. His words, not mine. They may have succeeded in the fraud. And so Joe Biden said that he had compiled the largest fraud organization I ever I think that assembled. was one of his misspeaks. <laughs> oh, really? he accidentally <laughs> said that. That's funny. <laughs> Out of the I'm mouths of babes. Didn't hear more about that. <laughs> Uh, then, Chris, go read the Constitution. Violating it is illegal, no matter what the courts say. And then from yesterday, uh, uh, one of our texters is agreeing with Cindy, said Cindy is 100% correct. For every illegal vote cast, there is one legal voter disenfranchised. Where is the justice for the legal voter? All right, and there's another one right there. And then, good morning, I'm with Than. I believe Fred Keller is not, doing, uh, not acting on our behalf. I don't want him acting like a delusional fool like the president for me. Yet, yet, uh, I don't think Fred's a delusional fool. No, I don't think so either. And I do think uh, Fred in the op-ed point. Now, remember, Fred, we're dead to Fred, so we, we don't get to hear from him personally. But he did say in his op-ed that in 2001, 2005, and 2015, or no, it would be 2017? Yeah, 2017, the Democrats objected to various electors that were picked in the states for right. various reasons. So there's, there's a history of these disputes taking place. Well, it is unusual. Fred was always very accessible to us, and now lately we have a... Uh, we're dead you, to Fred. We've been cut off, are you saying? Well, he cut us off. We love him still, but uh, yeah, he cut us off. Oh, okay. We well, think it's because of the observations about um, the uh, uh, the fact that he won't debate his opponents. Well, he has debated his opponents. Really? He wouldn't do it for us. We called him anyway. Well, it doesn't he mean that no he's got debate. to accept your application, but he did speak. Well, he has to do somebody. He has to do the chamber. Has to do. Oh, right. he's, no, I'm sorry. He, he did I'm the chamber. It. He did not. He did not debate his opponent in front of the chamber. He did not debate his. Uh, he declined an invitation from the chamber. He declined an invitation from the League of Women Voters. He declined our invitation. Let's assume assume for the sake of discussion, either the Milton Standard or the Daily Ed have invited him to participate in any some sort of a forum. He, d he didn't do those. I don't know if they got invited or not. Well, I happened to moderate one of the events that he did with his opponent. Fred Keller in the last election? Yes. Okay. All right. Well, then I stand corrected. <laughs> but he should participate in more face-to-face -face with us, either with the league or with us, opportunities for listeners to call in. Your questioning is fabulous in absolutely every way, but the, there is still room for improvement. So to open it up to uh, people so that they can get access. I understand the Chamber is a great organization. Well, most, most people it's don't want to ask Fred questions. They want to make statements about why they disagree with him, you know, how he is uh, blindly following the president off the cliff. You know, that's why we always say to people when we ha when we do open the phones for actual calls from people when we have a political person here, your question, please, not a <laughs> statement. No, I get that. But that that doesn't mean you should seal your off, yourself off from the public just because you don't wish to uh, take, you're afraid that somebody's going to make a statement instead of asking a question. And besides, even if you have a debate, with the public able to participate, you still have a moderator that's screening the questions. I'm just saying, you don't. Uh, you are a staunch, dyed-in-the-wool Republican. You're not going to ask Fred Keller difficult questions that oh, he yes, can't I answer. Oh, I I'll ask anybody a difficult question. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the new Joe was I had, born. Now you go back and listen to November. the tapes. 
with the interviews we've done here and tell me one time where I've softballed somebody. All right. So I don't you, ask people what flavor milkshakes they like. You don't see yourself as uh, as uh, leaning right. Okay, that's fine. I, I lean right, but that doesn't mean I won't hold a Republican's feet to the fire. Okay. All right, that's fine. I agree. I'm, I'm not disputing you. Bias well, yes, is, you are disputing I, me. Well, no, I cannot argue with your bias about yourself. You don't even see yourself objectively, let alone answer objective questions. I see objective myself questions. very objectively. All right, 1-800-795-9565. We've touched a lot on uh, here today for the fact that we're dead to Fred Keller. The media has vacated Harrisburg. Uh, we got a woman who happens to be a woman of color uh, in a leadership position in the House uh, Democratic uh, Leadership Rostrum. Order of pecking order, I guess you could say. And let's see what else. The Georgia election. And what else? Uh, Joe's inability to ask objective <laughs> questions of staunch oh, fellow Republicans. Knock it off. <laughs> One you liberal lefty. Well, and Fred Keller's <laughs> lack of public access. Uh, you know, you can have uh, Joe give you a thousand questions, but that doesn't mean the public gets gets access. So that's all. Enough about that. One eight hundred seven nine five. That's right. When you lose, call it an end. <laughs> okay. All right. I've lost. <laughs> Badly. Let's move on. We'll be right back. I, I must be licking my wounds here. You I'll be right be. back. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. All right, welcome back. We got one caller waiting and one coming in. We got texts to plenty. We got an email that just came in. Joe did not do Fred Keller's debate in the last. Uh, Fred Keller did it, the one before the special election, right? So right. Okay. With Mark Friedenberg, but the chamber. Well, Fred wouldn't agree to one the last time with the league or us or anyone else. Um, he did do one. I think it was the Eagles Mere Chamber of Commerce or something like that, untelevised up in the northern tier. So, so a few people did get to see that. So he did do one, but wouldn't do hours. And we don't even know if that's the issue why we're dead to Fred. <laughs> so yeah, it could be something else. We, we have an issue with our congressmen <laughs> mood swings that make them ignore us for a long time. All right. 1-800-795-9565. We are talking about Georgia elections, uh, politics, uh, debates. We're having open phones. Paul is next in line. Good morning, sir. You're on the mark. Yes. Uh, I'm going back to a couple of things here from the election. I still would like to know who gave the order for uh, these uh, states to stop counting the votes for in the presidential uh, election, these swing states. There were states like Florida, Texas, much bigger population. They never stopped counting their votes. So, you know, why, why did Georgia, Pennsylvania, and so forth um, stop counting votes? Then uh, the next thing is... Uh, uh, as I understood it, there were allegations made or affidavits that uh, in down in Philadelphia where they were counting the uh, 
after they started counting again and they were counting the uh, mail-in uh, ballots that uh, there were naked ballots that uh, the uh, observers never saw them come out of uh, envelopes and uh, uh, there was it looked clearly to these people that these ballots were never folded. In other words, they came from a copy machine or a printer, and they were brought in there, and they never saw a voter either because all of them had the the uh, the, the the votes were pre-printed. They weren't marked by a voter. They were they were printed. And uh, as I understand, I never heard that any independent third-party thing or anything went in and actually. It's not a matter of running these ballots through machines and counting them. It's a thing of looking at the ballots and seeing whether they were ever folded and in an envelope, okay? And uh, uh, I never heard that this this ever uh, was resolved, anybody ever answered it, uh, so forth. And uh, another thing is, Joe, the other day you said that the evidence was never presented, and I specifically heard uh, 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 news conferences where they were talking about one of the suits they had in Georgia, and lawyers and volunteers had taken time to go over these voter lists and so forth, and they had compiled, I believe it was about 70,000 70, or more uh, ballots that they disputed, and they had them all categorized, people that were too young to vote, people who had moved out of state, people who were dead, um, people who had changed their address and not re-registered in the new county where they lived. Uh, and th there was a whole long list of 12 or 15 different categories of why these ballots were que were questionable or, or illegal uh, and so forth. And they, they had actually, they had to go to the, like the, they had to compare the voting records with the uh, Social Security list of people who died they compared it to the United States Post Office, where people had uh, um, filed change of address, and this was—it's very complicated to come up with all this evidence. Everybody's talking about the evidence. You have a short amount of time, and very labor-intensive. And there were people that did that down in Georgia, and uh, and the the media is not talking about that list of all all those things because they don't want to. They want Joe Biden to be the president. And uh, they're not—they're not publicizing this. So I know, Joe, you said I never saw the evidence. Nobody ever talked about it. I—I I heard at least uh, one news conference where they were reading off all of these numbers that they had compiled there in the in the Georgia election, and it went no place. Nobody ever—nobody ever, nobody ever uh, evaluated it in a court or whatever. It was all thrown out. Well, it uh, was thrown out on procedural issues, and uh, but here's the thing. Some of what you said, I don't know how you'd prove it, that, that some of the votes were people too young to vote. Well, how would they know that? You know, if, unless they had registered and registered falsely, how would they know that someone was too young to vote? Well, I mean, in cases where you... Uh, 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 I, I, for, well, I guess I don't know all the details of that, but they, they somehow they had names of people who voted, and then they checked... Uh, check those names, and they were not old enough to vote. 
All right. Um, well, I think I, you have I, the, I, don't, I don't know that. You um, have the greatest hits of the president's list of election anomalies, all of which have been either addressed, resolved, or still under investigation, or going to have to be fixed through legislation in the future. Right. So, uh, you know, I don't think what you have are false accusations. Well, they may, there may could be false accusations as part of it, but all of these things have been examined and adjudicated, and the outcomes are no, known. No, they haven't been adjudicated. They have been examined, but they haven't been no. adjudicated. Well, but well, see, that is an adjudication, Joe. Just because a court won't hear something, if, if you go there and say, hey, I think the sky is green and I want to file an injunction, the judge is going to adjudicate it and kick it out, and that's an adjudication. That's the end of the case. So I just think all of these have been asked and answered, and those that haven't will be fixed. I mean, look at look at the Pennsylvania legislature. They have this big New Year's resolution to fix all these election anomalies before the spring primary election, and you're good for them. I think, I think that's the way it should be. So that's the outcome, even though they said we still have unanswered questions about the November election. Uh, we're just going to have to move on and fix, you know, make sure that we don't let this happen again. Paul, thank you so much for calling in. Okay. Appreciate that. Uh, the uh, president had a good list of things that have to be looked at in the years ahead, too. Uh, Dennis, next caller. Last caller before a quickie break. You're on the mark. Yes. Good morning, gentlemen. Um, I'm sitting here listening to Cindy this morning, and I really love Cindy and her opinions. She's, she's great. She's very pragmatic and analytic in her assessment of things. But I just sort of had a chuckle at the old white men comment because, you know, that natural order of events, younger people always take over. Otherwise, we'd still have Ben Franklin, Alexander Hamilton, and Patrick Henry running the Congress, you know. Thank God younger people come in. I mean, look, at was it Robert Byrd? spent 70 years in Congress, was it, or Senate? Long time. Long time. I think he was almost 100 when he died, and yet, and it was pointed out that he was probably a KKK member, and still he managed to keep getting reelected. so, and if you look at John Kennedy, what was he, 36, 37, when he became President of the United States? Wasn't he one of our youngest presidents? I think he was the uh, the youngest. He was 40, I believe, wasn't he? No, Teddy Roosevelt was the youngest, I believe. Was he? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. You stumped I wasn't Joe sure. on president. That's hard to do. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I, I just had a laugh. I'm not taking issue with Cindy because I think she's great. But I, And some people do, and I don't think that's fair. But we all have our opinions out here, you know. And as I wrote my email this morning, Joe, I wasn't really pointing at you. I was more or less pointing at the callers. So many of them are just so smug and hateful. I, I, I don't like Biden, but I'm not going to call them names. You know, I, this is the thing I can't stand. The, the thing I couldn't stand for four years is being called deplorable and idiot because right. I voted for Trump. I, I really just wish there was some more, how would you say, manners or, you know, at least some complacency. But name-calling just gets to me all the time. So. But I wasn't calling you names. Well, that's all right. I mean, Hillary Clinton called me part of the basket of deplorables, so what the heck? Yeah, (laughs) yeah, that's my point, so... All right, guys, thanks. Thanks you so much that. for checking in. 1-800-795-9565. Did you know the definition of adjudication? Just so you know it, it is a formal judgment on a disputed matter. Now, a formal judgment on a disputed matter would deal with the facts, not the procedure. 
That's the difference between an adjudication and a court hearing. Right, but some of the court cases that have happened, look at the U.S. Supreme Court. Yes, it was a procedural issue that caused it to be thrown out, but that is the end of that case. That it is the end, but that's not an adjudication. No one has spoken to the facts. Joe, 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 you think Mark, evidence Mark, and Mark, proof Mark, are the, the same thing? <laughs> you think you're an objective Republican? What was the other big lie? Oh, yeah, you, you know what adjudication means now. All right, we'll take all <laughs> definitions. If you wish to help us or you wish to help Joe remember his presidential history, give us a buzz. Who was the youngest president ever? 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. You can email us at onthemarketwkok.com and text us at 70236. we got one caller waiting. We'll take more comers. Call us now. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Welcome back. WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the Mark Upper right-hand corner. Joe. Says, Mark, Joe Biden gets away with it. So was uh, Kamala Harris. Why can't Fred? I guess that means not... Not debating. Not debating. Yeah, well, and, for, and in all honesty, Joe Biden still isn't taking tough questions. And you know what? Here's the thing. He still hasn't... <laughs> this really annoys you, doesn't he it? He still hasn't appointed a Secretary of, of uh, State. And I'm sorry, an attorney general. Right. And so I think that he was waiting until after this election because he's going to have to appoint some really far left people. And I think he didn't want to destroy the Democrats' chances in Georgia. Now, you wait and see. I I bet we get some real... Real hairy people coming in here. Ultra liberal. Okay. 1-800-795-9565 is the open phone. Uh, Mike's been waiting exceedingly long time. Good morning, sir. You're on the mark. Hey, good morning. Uh, Joe, I love that comment about... uh Joe Biden wait until after the election to see where it fell out before he appointed some lefties. I, I think that's right. And the, the reason I call is I wanted to say my brain is wired a certain way, and it basically looks for anomalies and what's the worst thing that can happen, okay? Now, people call me, uh, my kids call me uh, a Debbie Downer and a Joy Robber and all <laughs> that kind of stuff, but that's just the way it is with me. And, and what I see in this election, <clears throat> the, the one anomaly that popped up to me is people that I know that were very into the stock market. They were buying the oil and gas companies when they were going crazy. They were buying the tech companies when they were going crazy. But this morning, they were mocking people, you know, thanking uh, Trump supporters for helping them win two Senate seats in, in Georgia. And in my mind, the people that are saying that, they would have never, ever voted for them themselves if they were running here in Pennsylvania. But it just goes to show it, uh, they just weren't thinking right, okay? So that said, that's the one thing. And then the other thing, I think, I've said it before, that which gets rewarded gets repeated. And I think the Democrats have figured out two things. 
I think they've figured out how to win elections in these swing states now by, you know, getting the money from the big tech companies, paying people to get people registered to vote, and, you know, just getting out all that vote in the mail-in voting. So I think they know how to win elections now, and I think they've learned their lesson on overreach. Now, uh, I don't think they're going to go absolutely crazy here in the beginning like Obama did. I think they're going to take their time, and I think they're going to want to make sure that they keep their majorities in the next midterm election. I think they're, they're in this for the long term, and I think it's like Obama said, he wants to fundamentally change this country, so I think there's a lot of change coming, and uh, I think we're just going to have to hold on and see what happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, we elections have consequences. We'll find out what those consequences are. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, Who knew? I think, they, I think they're going to... You know, I think they're going to have uh, uh, extreme con- you know, uh, consequences. I mean, one of the biggest thing is the, the Democrats have uh, railed against uh, income. It was called income inequality, and I don't think it's so much income, which is what you earn on a yearly basis. I think it's what you've accumulated and what you have and the lifestyle you have. I think they want to do everything they can to even things out. So, you know, how, how are they going to do that? I mean, are are they going to? Uh, tax people's retirement accounts if they have more than $100,000 in their retirement account? Are they going to try to take a little bit out every money? I think everything, every every year, I think everything's on the table, but I just don't think that they're going to go crazy off the bat. I think they, they're, they're people, they're, you know, what I call the, the left wing's armed forces, Black Lives Matter and Antifa, I think they're going to, you know, keep them under wraps here, just like they shut them down in the summer when it became apparent that all the riots were starting to hurt their chances in the election. They got them to back off. I, I think they're, I think that the Democrats are what I'm going to call a formidable foe here right now. Okay, well, I, really always, I always remember what Will Rogers said. He said, I don't belong to any organized political party. I'm a Democrat. And I think that the, the point of that would be that the Democrats are now, if they wind up controlling both the Senate, the House, and the presidency, I think we're going to see a lot of people demanding their pound of flesh, uh, which is an unfortunate use of words. I've been chastised for that before. They're going to demand some kind of uh, recompense for their support. And I think that we could wind up seeing the Democratic Party devour itself. I mean, there's that possibility. Almost as bad as the Republicans right now. All right, thank you so much, Thanks, Mike. Mike. Yep, or, 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 Mike, I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, Mike. 1-800-795-956. Right, we do have one call coming in. Got two callers waiting. That leaves one line open. Uh, Chris is next. Good morning, sir. Thanks for calling in. You can start yeah, the corrections just, just now. Like the, the evangelical right demanded their pound of flesh from uh, Trump. Sure. No, no, there's nothing wrong with that. I yeah, mean, if you, you pay... you never use that about them. That's oh, the point. I, I think you they always do. use it about the Democrats about everything. So that shows you where you're at. <laughs> I, I think objective. I... <laughs> I have and, said in the past and that the Obama evangelicals did not go crazy when he started. He got a health care plan passed that was more moderate than the health care plan that he ran on. So that's hardly going crazy to that last caller. Okay. Well, he also Obama said that Democrats told Black Lives Matter. Chris, did you hear him say that uh, Democrats told Black Lives Matters to stand down? Yes, yes, yes. There and and somehow uh, the Democrats have control of Antifa too. Yes. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, you're, you're all hallucinatory. Who's the radical party in the United States today? The Democrats. The, the Republicans have no moderates anymore. They've all left. I'm still there. <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> but uh, your people you supported in the past have walked out. <laughs> okay, well, so you that know. that ought to tell you something. It's a big tent. Look at the Democrats. I it's mean, the, the big tent, right? Yeah, well, they, it's a big tent. But yeah. I always remember yeah, what LB bow down and kiss uh, Trump's behind. Yes. You remember what tent. LBJ used to say? It's better to have they them inside the tent leaking out, out than outside the tent leaking in. Okay. You remember that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was clever. Oh well, that was LBJ, your hero. <laughs> I protested against him. <laughs> <laughs> well, so you were one of those peaceniks, huh? Oh, certainly was. Okay. And and now everybody agrees with me. Even you right-wingers all agree with me now. They didn't ever agree with me when that was going on, but, boy, they agree with me now. That Vietnam War, that was a mistake to get into. No, they don't agree with you about Hanoi Jane. <laughs> Oh, boy. You, you love your old memes, don't you? <laughs> I'm an old white guy. What do you expect? And, and let's take a look at this uh, this uh, radical Democratic Party that's in there. They don't even have... Uh, they're, they're totally limited by what Manchin's going to vote for from West Virginia, aren't they? Well, the question would be whether or not he'd turn his back on much less 60 votes. The question would be whether Manchin would turn his back on the party on an issue. Usually when he's voted with the Republicans, there have also been two or three other Democrats who are going that way. Yes, and there are moderate Democrats. That's my point, but there are not moderate Republicans. Well, yeah, that's not, not true. Anymore. Oh, yeah, name one. Uh, yeah, how about the guy, the senator from Utah? Remember him? No. Oh, the guy you ran for president. Is right. Moderate, you remember that guy's right? name? He's a moderate. You see, you don't even remember him. You didn't know his name. <laughs> yeah, you don't either. <laughs> you don't? Yes, I do, but I'm not going to tell you. And he's on the president's hate list, Yes, right? he is. Yes, he is. And, but uh, you said there were no moderate Republicans, and, uh, and, and so he is a moderate Republican. last one standing. He's a moderate Republican. And we have, we have moderates in uh, a couple of states. Well, but I so think that there are moderates and a lot of the Republicans have been voting Democrat because of that. Mitt Romney and, and Mike this Lee. Election Mitt stands Romney. up and they both uh, uh, both Democrats win down there. The one being a bit closer. Uh, I wonder what the Republicans are going to do about it. Well, I don't know, but Chris, you've called this. To, are they going to pull what they did to go to uh, the comedian in Minnesota there and not seat them until April? You've uh, so you've called this. Democrats won't be able to control. You've called this program many times. Wait a second, just give me a second there, here. Joe. You've called this program many times, complaining about uh, the Republicans pushing church and state, and yet the Democrats just ran a minister to be a senator. You don't have well, a problem with that? Ministers are welcome to run. Well, well, isn't that conflicting with church and state? Uh, not if they're not doing anything. Well, they are doing but something. To, to he's still conflict. preaching. He's still preaching on Sunday mornings. Oh, Politically. You're the one, Joe. You're the one. You have twice on this program mentioned negatively the Georgia guy who selected religion as being a negative. When and, and possibly anti-American or something. All right, we got to take I'm, another call. And huh? you and when the Democrats questioned the cult, the uh, the uh, certain Republican nominees for judges called for, 
you were all over them. You can't criticize their religion. You can't criticize their religion. And there you are. Well, Joe, the, there's no. You're missing as usual. You as religion. usual. You miss the difference. The difference is that he is a registered minister. The people who were running or were nominated for the Republican parties just happened to be people of faith. There's a difference between being a minister and a person of faith. All right, Chris. We'll give. Oh, hold on here, uh, Chris. We'll give you a, one second. Uh, last minute. Go ahead. And there have been lots of reverence in Congress, haven't there? Yep. Sure. Okay. So but I don't you, call the program to complain about the separation of church and state. You do. No, but I don't say that's the, that's the number one thing I've never complained about. All right. Thank you so much, Chris. <laughs> no, so you Appreciate the call. That. Well, go thank to you, the sir. tape. You thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Go to the tape. <laughs> just like the Republicans like to do. All right. Thank <laughs> you so ya. much, Chris. Bye. Thank take you. Care, Chris. Bye. All right. Take a quickie break. Got callers lined up. We'll be right back. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse ask questions and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Great, great bumper music. Thank you so much, Rob Center, fabulous producer. We always appreciate his help and uh, hard work. Uh, who is next? Uh, I guess Al, is that right? Al, you're on the market right ahead. Oh, you got me quick. I thought I was second, but thank you anyway. Uh, you probably uh, were, and I made a big mistake. I'm sorry. Yeah, oh, no, Bob is next. the first mistake you ever make. Anyways, uh, I did call you about Biden's gaffe when he said that he, he had the greatest uh, fraud voting machine that was ever made. He, I told you about that, and you dismissed it. Uh, <laughs> so you can check your tape. You told me it was a meme. Okay. One of them Chinese memes. That's when the Chinese memes were out there. Uh-huh. He said, I saw it on TV, and, you know... You just missed it. I stand so I corrected. So I where your job really is over there. Where what is over here? You're really good at your job. No, no one has ever accused me of that before, but thank you. All right, yeah, what well, else? What is your job? What, what is your job? What you're else? really good at it, but what is it? What else you got cooking now? What else is happening? <laughs> is it agitator? No, it's sowing seeds of confusion. Right. My job is to it's annoy Joe. Agitator, instigator, dismisser. <laughs> yeah, I'm. Uh, you do we, know how to fire us up, though. <laughs> I got to give you that. You're you're good at that. And then uh, <laughs> another one here is the Democrats didn't really win this election. It's the moderate Republicans that are afraid to fight for what's right and let the Constitution be smashed that won this election for them. Oh, brother! I'm it. sorry, but you know that's a little radical for, for my taste. That's I mean, a meme. The, yeah, that that's a meme. I mean, the Republicans, the Republicans have blown their own foot off, and I don't think they can blame anybody but themselves. Yeah, because they're gutless. 
They're not gutless. They're just the Constitution. Yes, You're saying the Constitution gives the president the right to invalidate the election and the votes of millions of people. It doesn't. It well, doesn't. It doesn't give our leaders a right to change the Constitution without doing it properly. They and didn't that's change what it. happened in five states. What five states did they change the Constitution? Well, I... There's four or five, but I know Pennsylvania is one of No, Pennsylvania followed the United States Constitution. It violated its own Constitution, perhaps, but not the United States Constitution. They're state constitutions. That's what I'm talking about. The state constitutions result. And then uh, we've got a separation of uh, state and religion, but uh, we have a Judeo-Christian format in our Constitution of the United States. i got to take the next caller. Thank you so much, Al. Thanks for fixing my many, many, many mistakes. I appreciate that. Thank you. Bob, uh, hold on. I'm not doing this right at all. There you go, Bob. Go right ahead. Sorry about the delay. Oh, you're welcome. Happy New Year. Hey, Joe, I agree with you with that last comment. But I just want to say, you know, no one called in and said congratulations. Nancy Pelosi made it for Speaker of the House again. Oh, brother. And now... (laughs) And now Chuck Schumer is going to be the leader of the Senate. How do you know that? <laughs> You're the second person to say that today. He already, both Democrats made speeches today. And uh, Trump needs to stand down. If anybody needs to stand down, he needs to get his toilet paper, wipe his ass, and get out of the what house. <laughs> you know, today's going to be a circus. It's going to be a clown show. Get your popcorn and soda. Okay. <laughs> and as far as church and state goes... As far as that guy being a reverend or a minister or whatever he is, he has the right to run. Absolutely. Yeah, Joe doesn't think so. Well, I didn't say he didn't have the and right to run. I just said liberals complain lost, about separation of church fight, and state. Fight, fight, just like Trump did. She's going to be a big baby whiner. So, in other so, words, if someone, if someone in a tight election loses, they should just leave. They shouldn't make sure not, that they I mean, every vote's counted fairly. votes? I mean, where are you going to find that? It's I not mean, 15 or 20. Let me call you up and say, can you find me 7,777? Recalculate. You No, I'm so. sorry. We're talking about that. We're talking about Miss um, Loeffler. She's not yeah, that Lafler. far behind. She's not that far behind. Oh, uh, yes, she is. Last I checked, she was. What? 17,000 well, votes? We'll find out. Uh, excuse me? She had 17,000 votes behind the last time I saw. All right. Uh, several thousand. Several and thousand. Bob, right. you got 10 well, seconds. Anything else to c- add? It's going to come down to blue. If you didn't, if you didn't vote blue, you're out in the cold. Oh, all right. Have Thank you. Day. Yep, thanks. Bye. All right, Cindy, welcome back. Uh, oops, I guess i got to push the button, don't I? <laughs> right. There we go. Go ahead. You're on the I, mark. Well, I think it was last week or maybe earlier this week, there was a discussion on the show about uh, political correctness of naming things, and right. it was insensitive to use uh, some names because it made the people that owned those names feel badly. Um, so are, is it appropriate for us to call it the Vietnam War? If you can't call it the China virus, should we be calling it the Vietnam War? You should because call it the U.S. War. <laughs> How about or the U.S. War of Aggression? Or should we be calling it the Korean War? No, they'll call it you the know. U.S. War of Aggression in Southeast Asia. That would suit the left. <laughs> well, that would probably be a fair uh, name for it, Joe. I mean, <laughs> and didn't we invade Laos at the same time? Yep. I mean, I, th- I think 
that was really a disgrace on our history. But I'm just asking, if if we're not going to call it the China virus, maybe we shouldn't call it the Vietnam War. Well, if we're Thank now saying if we're now saying Thank amen you. and a women because that's considered politically correct, and the Congress is removing, we never did discuss that. The Congress removing all these gender terms. And now oh, can't be father or mother. Go. You got to be parent. All right, <laughs> we have to go. <laughs> Joe's brought a political correctness. You look again. so happy when we, the music we, started. <laughs> I no longer have to defend. Joe has more opportunities to be disrespectful of more classes and types and sexes of people. So this we the show continues. Now we'll bring this up tomorrow. All right. It's a it's a proposal in the rules committee in the House, but if the Democrats take over in the Senate, it'll take over there too. This is WDK. Okay, Sunbury.